we're going to be dealing with financing, financing your future. Financing your future. Oh, my God. This, the rest of the week, financing your future. Financing your future. How many people don't even, you know, how many people just even thought about, you know, how am I going to finance my future? Good morning, Deborah. Good morning, Alice. How am I going to finance my future? Well, I am so glad that you asked, and I'm so glad that you tuned in this morning because I have a message of encouragement for you on how you can finance your future. Financing your future. How do you finance your uh, your future? How do you finance your future? That's what we're going to be talking about this week, the rest of the week anyway, starting at hump day. How do we finance our future? How do you uh, finance your future? So if you think about finance, the first thing that should come to your head is money. Because when we hear finances, we we always, or we primarily, that's a better word, we primarily discuss finances, financing as it regards to money. As it regards to money. Financing your future. Now, financing, what finances, when you look at it primarily, is uh, normally talking about money, right? So when you think about financing, it means how are you going to get that money, right? So when you get a car or when you're thinking about getting a car or a house on credit, you have to find, if you're not going to pay for it all out cash, you have to find a bank or credit union, a financial institution to finance or to provide funding for your future, for that, if, you know, for that, for whatever that is, finance your, 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 your item, whatever it is, whether it's a house, a car or whatever, you have to find somebody, you have to get somebody to provide the funding. So this morning, as I'm sure, as I've seen one response, somebody is already thinking that I am talking about money. Wrong. Today, I'm going to uh, elaborate on how to finance your future without money. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Hey, listen. This, the rest of the week, I'm going to be uh, talking from Deuteronomy. That's in the Bible. Deuteronomy. You got to say it kind of slow or else you're not going to say it right. Deuteronomy chapter number eight, and we're going to talk about how to finance your future, how to finance your future without money. So this week, the rest of the week, we're going to talk about financing your future. Deuteronomy chapter number eight, and I am not going to read it word for word and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to kind of, you know how I do, give you the Sabrina version. How do we finance our future? All right, Deuteronomy chapter number eight. Let's talk about this, and we may not get to everything this morning because I'm sure we won't, but I want to talk about this. It starts off in Deuteronomy chapter number 8, and it says, Keep and live out the entire commandments uh, that you're going to get from me today, that you're going to get, so that you'll live and prosper and enter and own the land that God promised to you 
and your ancestors. If you listen to what I'm going to tell you the rest of this week, it's going to help you, not going to get you. Because it's what you do that's going to get you. What I'm going to say is hopefully going to help you. If you listen to what I'm going to tell you and what we're going to talk about, um, you will be able to live and prosper and enter and own. Four different things. Live, prosper, enter, and own. There are a lot of us that don't know how to live. A lot of us that are not prospering. There are not a lot of us that are not entering. And there are a lot of us that are not owning. Oh, my God. Live, prosper, enter, own. Live, prosper, enter, and own. Those four things. Live, prosper. We don't know how to live. A lot of us, we're living our lives any kind of way. We're, we're not people of character, not people of, in care, of integrity. We don't have good reputations, which is how other people see us, rather perceived or wrong. How we live is very important. How we treat people is very important. How we deal with people in the middle of their struggles, in their circumstances, in their problems, <coughs> in their health, uh, is all in how we live. It's very important. How you prosper. Are you prospering? And I'm not just talking about, remember, with financing your future. It's not, we ain't even talking about money yet. Financing your future. Are you prospering? Uh, it's one of the scriptures in the Bible. I think it's in Timothy said, I wish above all that you prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So there are a lot of things in terms of a prosperity that in our health in how we, how we eat. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How we eat how, when we know we're not supposed to be eating like pork and bacon and, and five sausage dogs at one time. You know, drinking all of these soda waters when you know you're supposed to be drinking water. Being able to prosper. Good morning, Jeremy. Being able to prosper. The whole man. Not Yeah, all you can eat riblets. Be careful what you eat because that's a part of your prosperity. So I wish above all that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Don't stay in the church all the time and never go to the track. Mm-hmm. Don't stay at the table all the time and never go to the track. Your health, taking your medication when you're supposed to. A lot of a lot of our um a lot of uh stress, a lot of depression, um, a lot of situations that we that that come up in our life, a lot of the problems that we have exist not only from circumstances, but things that habits that we have, eating habits, taking our medication when we're supposed to, being healthy. And there are a lot of people that are so anointed, but you're not healthy. You need to be healthy too. You need to be healthy. You need to be healthy in the natural, just like you are in the spirit. So we want to live. We want to prosper. We want to enter. There are too many doors that are closed that we're not going in. And how do we get those doors to open? How do we get those doors to open? How do we get those doors to open? I don't want to just go to a door. I don't just want to have a door. I want to make sure I enter and enter in certain places of my life that I've never been. And this is the time when you learn how to do that. You got to have confidence to enter, baby. You got to have courage to enter. And there are too many of us that are missing opportunities because we are afraid to go in and take possession, enter, and then own. 
Stop renting. Come on, Smith. Stop renting. You're spending all of your money renting. None of that's going towards, you work too hard. Can I help you? You work too hard to be paying another person's mortgage. You know, when you rent, you're just really paying for their mortgage or you're paying for their business. It's time for you to own. You should not be renting all of your life. You should not be renting. You're paying six, seven, eight hundred dollars to rent when you can get good credit, pay six, seven, eight hundred dollars to own the house of your dreams. Nobody wanna send me no hearts this morning. Yes, I'm looking now because I'm at the light. Nobody don't want to send me no hearts off of that. We're spending all of our money. You work too hard not to have your own. Remember, we're talking about live. We're talking about prosper, enter, and own. Own people of God. Own people of purpose. You should be owning your own business whenever you have the drive, you have the knowledge, you have the intellect, you have the vision. But yet we spend so much of our time because we haven't we we haven't figured out how to own. It's so much easier for us to sit under the comfort and the umbrella of somebody else's vision and somebody else's dream. And we spend a lot of our time, oh my God. We spend a lot of our time building for someone else when we can be building on our own. You have your own brand. You have your own business. You have your own vision. And we are making other people rich because they're out doing whatever they want to do because they have people who are more than competent, who people who are more than capable of running the business. Just think, if your boss don't come to work, is the business going down? No, because you there. Oh my God, because you are there. It's time for us to live, to prosper, to enter, oh my God, and to own. It's time to own, baby. So, it's time to own. No, 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 no. I'm not renting. Nope. You got to get it in your mind. I don't. By the end of this year, by the end of 2018, I'm gonna be. It is my. You got to get it in your heart. You got to get it in your in your in your soul. Especially people of purpose, Christians, believers. You know, we're supposed to be leaving our uh, leaving inheritance for generations to come, not just living for you for today. You got to set it up, and when you own, you set that up for your children and your children's children and your. Children's children's children. Live, prosper, enter, own. Live, prosper, enter, and own. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse number 1. Live, prosper, enter, and own. Listen, so then he goes on and says a few things after that. He says this. Remember every role that you've been on for the 40 years in the wilderness. How, how he led you. Led you for 40 years in the wilderness, every road. You cannot forget when we talk about financing your future, you cannot forget your past. You cannot forget about where you are. You can't forget what's already happened for you. Live, prosper, enter, and own. Live, prosper, enter, and own. There's some, there's some things that you've learned along the way. There are some things that you have learned on the way 
that's setting you up to be able to live, to prosper, enter, and own. Things that you've learned. And we got to not be so quick to forget. Even, and it's important. And you'll note in what I said that we're remembering the 40 years in the wilderness. In the wilderness. When you've just been out doing your own thing, going around in circles. You have to make sure that you remember those what you've learned during those wild wilderness times. It's not, he didn't tell them to, at this point, he didn't tell them to remember, uh, you know, when things got well for them. He didn't tell them to remember when they were in bondage because there are a lot of people that are free. Oh my God. There are a lot of people are free that are still just wandering around. Who am I talking to? You've gotten out of bondage, but you're just wandering around. But it doesn't, it's okay because there are some things that even in your wandering that you should be learning. That you should be learning. Uh, one thing I've learned over my life, you, there are two things in life that you got to learn. You got to learn what to do and you got to learn what not to do. What to do and what not to do. And so many of us are learning what to do that we're forgetting to pay attention to what not to do. There are certain things that people have gone before you that have experienced that you need to be paying attention because it's going to teach you what not to do. Don't get a per become a person of influence and do something crazy and, and do something stupid for lack of better words and you have people to lose confidence in your integrity make sure you remember and you take note of what not to do just as well as you take note of what to do preach Smith teach this remember every road that you've been on Every road that God has led you on for the 40 years in the wilderness. Notice this. And this is the next part of it. Pushing you to your limits. We, we've already talked about a lot of this. And remember, we're talking about financing your future. To live, to prosper, to enter and own. There are going to be times when you have to be pushed to your limit. In order for you to obtain greatness, in order for you to live up to your fullest potential, in order for you to really make an impression, and a, I'm sorry, not impression, to really make an impact on the people you have influence over, you have to make sure that you continue to push yourself to the limit. There are times when we feel I've gone to my limit. It's okay because when you get pushed to your limits, you're being stretched out of you. I know there's some things that you didn't want to do, things you weren't comfortable with doing. The children of Israel, even though they wanted to be free, they wanted to be out of Egypt, they were uncomfortable with being in the wilderness. They were uncomfortable. Listen. Being under the leadership of someone who was taking them somewhere. Oh my God, they were uncomfortable with being under a leader, underneath leadership that was taking them somewhere. Listen, they were being hard and oppressed with Pharaoh. They were in a place that they were never supposed to stay in. If you go back and read it, they were only supposed to be passing through Egypt. They were not even supposed to get stuck there. But they did. And then they, they got comfortable with being treated 
Oh my God, I'm dealing with a whole bunch of stuff today. They got comfortable with being treated the way that they were treated. And so now they were stuck in bondage. And so they got comfortable in bondage, even though it was difficult, even though it was hard. It was, it became something that they had gotten used to. So whenever Moses showed up to take them somewhere that they had never been, even though they were rejoicing at the fact that they were no longer in bondage, they were no longer in Egypt. They were uncomfortable with somebody who was taking them somewhere. And so they began to say, I wish you would have just left us in Egypt. At least we would have known then we would have been, we would have, we would, we would, we might have been hard pressed, but we would have still been eating. We would have still been okay. But you got us out here in this wilderness, a place that's uncomfortable for us. But you got to remember the only reason why it took 40 years is because they weren't prepared mentally. They weren't prepared mentally for the 11 day journey. Don't be in something longer than intended because you're not mentally prepared for it. Oh, oh, in order to live, in order to enter, live, prosper, enter, and own, you're going to have to be pushed to your limits. Got to be pushed to your limits. Don't love the bondage more than you love your freedom. It takes work. Oh my God. It takes work to be free. It takes works to stay free. It takes work to stay free. Pushing you to your limits. Listen, in those 40 years, come on, Smith, testing you so that he would know what you're made of testing you so that he would know what you are made of. There are a lot of circumstances. There are a lot of situations. There are a lot of positions and places that you're going to find yourself in because the Lord, because the Lord is testing what you are made of. That's the only way that you're going to know. Listen, that's the only way that you're going to know what you're made of is when you get pushed to your limit. God is going to, this is what it said, that you're going to be pushed and you're going to be tested. And it's just to prove, oh my God, so that he can know what you are made of, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Oh my God. How will you ever know? How will you ever know what you're made of and whether you would do the right thing if you're never put in that situation? The Lord is testing you. He's not tempting you, but he's testing you. He needs to, you need to know every now and then you need to know if you really saved like you say you saved. Oh, come on through here. Every now and then you need to know whether you're delivered like you say you are. Every now and then you need to know you're going to be tested so you will know. Know, oh my goodness. So you will know whether you forgiven like you say you have. You don't want remember I told him told you this last week. We talked about this last week where we are where we are our biggest oh my god our 
opposition comes from what we confess. The only way you going to know if you really got what you say you got is if you are tested. The only way that you're going to know if you are who you say you are is when you are tested. That's why those people that irritate your spirit keep showing up. That's why the people who always, here we go, provoke the old you keep showing up because God don't want them to know what you're made of. He want to let you know what you're made of. You don't know what you're made of until you get tested. I need to know if I'm as saved as I say I am. I need to know if I'm as real as I say I am. You are, you will not know until you get tested. And he needs to know what you're made of, baby. I need to know whether you made a leather or pleather. Y'all ain't talking to me. I need to know whether you're made out of cotton or them twins, Polly and Esther. You got to, is it nylon or is it rayon? I need to know. You need to know if you're really, if you really. Listen, y'all don't get this. Before Toyota, before Honda, before Cadillac, before Hyundai, before Chevy, before Lincoln, before Ford, before they put their vehicles on the road, before they put, listen at me, before they put them in the hands of 17-year-olds, 21, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, they put their vehicles through tests. That's why they have crash tests dummies just sit in the car and let me wreck it because i want to see what this piece of metal is really made of what i need to do to perfect it before it goes into action that's why a lot of us don't like seasons of testing before we get promotions we don't like those times because we feel like people are trying us oh my god they trying us oh yeah yeah no, yeah we are we're testing to see what you're made of how do you really respond to pressure how do you really respond to opposition and if you continue to fail then you're going to learn something from from those situations live and oh live prosper enter and own so i need to test you we're talking about financing your future baby we're talking about funding your future then it says he puts you through hard times period he puts you through hard times when you want to know what you're made of, when you're ready to live the best life ever, when you're ready to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers, whenever you're ready to enter into the land that's been promised to you, when you're ready to own your own, listen, he will put you through hard times. You have to go through hard times. And the Lord is not trying to kill you, baby. He is not trying to destroy your image. He's not trying to destroy your reputation. He has to put you through these hard times to develop you. He has to put you through these hard times for you to know who you are. He has to put you through these hard times for you to realize, hey, that you still got more work to do. I'm coming through hard and heavy this morning. He puts you through hard times. Stop giving the devil credit for the hard times you're going through. No, it's God's doing. It's the Lord's doing. And is it not marvelous in our sight? He's trying to get something out of me because he's trying to get something to me. When he can help you get rid of bitterness, when he can help you see that you're still angry about how they 
betrayed you, when he can help you to see by putting you through hard times, if he can help you to see that you're still hurting in places that you're laughing and smiling over, if he can help you to see this, then he can help you to enjoy it once you finally get to that place. Don't get to the place where you want to be, where you finally have been driving and striving and pushing and working hard to be, and then you're unhappy there because you've been hiding your brokenness. Nothing has provoked the real you. Nothing has provoked your real emotions. You're still broken by the betrayal of that friend. You're still dealing with the rejection of your parents, with the rejection of your peers. You're still dealing with how people always hold your past against you. But until you're tested in those areas, you're never going to know what's really going on. This is God's doing. Oh, my God. He put you through the hard times. Listen, he made you go hungry. Not he let you go hungry. Y'all ain't talking to me. Not he let you go hungry. He made you go hungry. There's a reason. Oh, my God. There's a reason why there's a famine. There's a reason why you're experienced like he made you go hungry. Come in, Elijah. Oh, my God. I didn't want to go there, but I'm going there. Come in, Elijah. He was at the brook and the raven every single day was bringing him food. He was bringing him food, but the Lord, oh my God, made you go hungry because he shut down the hand that was feeding you. Oh my God. And whenever he shuts down the hand that feeds you, he wants to know if you're going to listen to his next set of instructions or are you going to cry that the raven is no longer feeding you, that that person is no longer feeding you. Stop holding people responsible for what God is doing. Sometimes God's got to shut a door in order to turn you into a different direction. He made you go hungry. Oh my God. Made you go hungry. Sometimes God will shut down the hands that feed you. He will shut down people being able to give to you like they used to because that was all you were depending on. He had to shut things down for the children of Israel so that manna could fall from heaven. Baby, if you, oh my God, sometimes God has to shut things down in order to work a miracle in your life. You need to see this one with your own eyes. Oh my God. I got to get out of here. Listen, listen, listen. I got to at least get through with verse number five. We got a little, about a few minutes and I got to just keep moving. He made you go hungry. Then, oh my God. Then he fed you with manna, something you or your parents knew nothing about. So you will learn that women and men do not live by every, by word alone, but we live by every word that comes out of God's mouth. Listen here. You got to get to the point where you realize God is going to give you something that you and your mama them ain't never seen but he needs for you to remember all the times that he's carried you Jeremy if you're still on here I need you young man to be encouraged I need you to stay on fire I need you to keep your drive you are a young man who has influence and I demand I demand the best out of your character and out of your anointing I demand I demand listen at me I demand for you to live right. 
and do the right thing. You have so much potential. And you have so much to offer this city, to offer this generation. I need for you, young man, to make sure that you don't forget that I believe in you. I believe in you. And I hope he was still on here to hear that. Jeremy Stone, listen. So he says, I'm, I want to get I, I'm, I want to get you to the place. I want to get you to the place where you don't just look for things that your mom and daddy and people that you know can do for you. He wants us to depend on him. He wants us to depend on him. Listen, during those 40 years, he says to them, your clothes did not uh, wear out and your feet did not blister during those 40 years. What he's saying, there was no lasting effects that people can look at what you have on. People can look at you and tell what you've been through. Too many of us wear our emotions. We wear our emotions on our sleeves. We wear how we feel on our sleeves. We wear what we've gone through, what we're going through on our sleeves. But God is not going to take you through anything to where it, what he, oh my God, that what he's done for you is going to leave a negative connotation in those who look at you. So you got to make sure you make what God took you through look good. Drops phone. Walks out, Miss Tannis, the bus just blew the horn, baby. I'm in the neighborhood. I am in the neighborhood. You got to make sure that what God is taking you through, what he is putting you through, you are not making, oh my God, his glory look bad. You're not making his provision look bad. You're not making his forgiveness look bad. You went through all the 40 years and your clothes didn't wear out and your feet didn't blister. You ain't going to get, you're not going to feel the negative effects. People shouldn't hear you complaining when God taking you through it. If he leave you in it, that's a different story, baby. That's a different story. But if he's taking you through it, taking you through it, don't make, don't, don't let what he's done and what he's doing for you. Look negative. That's all you talking about. Oh, God dragging me through this. God doing this, that, the third, and the fourth. Oh, God doing this. And I can't understand it. And I can't deal with it. Well, you need to deal with it. You need to stop crying and rejoicing that you ain't do like a lot of people and die in the wilderness. There were generations. Oh, my God. There were generations. There were generations who died in the wilderness. But the few come on through here. Where are the remnants? Oh my God, where are the people that say I didn't die in it? There are a lot of people who died in the betrayal, but I didn't. There are a lot of people who their joy was killed in the, in the, in the hardship and in the turmoil and in the conflict and the controversy, but I made it through it. Oh my God, there were some people that died in the wilderness. Generations died in the wilderness, but those of us who have made it through, we got to make sure that we let what God has done for us look good no baby that's why come on through here come on through three hebrew boys shadrach meshach and y'all know we called him the billy goat they went in the fire but they didn't smell like smoke they went through it baby but they didn't smell like what they 
trusted and they knew, come on through here, that if God put me in it, he's going to get me out of it. Stop complaining. Stop mumbling. Stop grumbling. Every day you wake up in the middle of a bad situation, you are to put the pressure on God. Okay, God, it ain't on me. It ain't on my strength. It's not on, I'm not dependent on me. I'm not self-dependent. I'm putting this one on you. I didn't die in it. It's not going to succumb me. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to do great things. I'm going to come out of this and I'm not even going to look like it. Oh, I don't look like what I've been through. I don't look like what I've been through. Come on, people of God. Don't make what he's done for you look bad. Don't make what he's done for you look bad. Oh my God, remember you like it, you love it. Make sure you share it. We're talking about financing your future. I got one more piece. Learn one more piece. One more piece I got to tell you before I got to let you go. You learn. This is what the last part of verse 5 says. You learn deep in your heart that God disciplines you in the same way a father disciplines his child. It ain't to hurt you. And if, it, if it's done to hurt you, then it's child abuse. If it's done to teach you, then it's discipline. There are things that God is trying to get us disciplined at. There are a lot of people, listen, because we lack discipline. We cannot enjoy, fully enjoy the things that we have been blessed with. Listen, when we lack discipline, we can get it, but we can't keep it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Come on through here, Smith. When you lack discipline, listen, when you lack discipline, you can get it, but you won't keep it. Financing your future. Financing your future, baby. Too many people get and it's being repossessed because we get it, but we can't keep it. No discipline. You get it, can't keep it. No discipline. You get a position, but you can't keep it. You get in leadership, but you can't keep it. You get respect of people, but you can't keep it. That's what's called discipline. You learn deep in your heart out of all the things that he's done for you, took you through, poured you through, snatched you through, pushed you through, encouraged you through, disciplined you through. You learn deep in your heart that he disciplines us in the same way that a father disciplines he, his child. He said, I want to discipline you. So when you get it, you keep it. I don't want nobody to have to come get, get your rental wheels because you're renting them and not owning them. They can come to your job, prop your stuff up on blocks and take them, take your, take your feet from you. Discipline, discipline. Mm, 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 mm. Listen, I got to go. Thank y'all for tuning in to the morning shift, baby. Where ain't nothing like it. It is my goal. It's, it's my endeavors is to help shift your day. And if I help shift your day, then I can help shift your week. Help shift your week, I can help shift your life. That's all I want to do. Thank you for tuning in to the morning shift, baby, where you know. You know. Nobody else may not know, but you know where ain't nothing like it. Do me a favor. Get ready to sow a seed. Share this message. Share it with your friends. Make it public. Don't make it private. Make it public. Share it. Share it with your friends. Share it on your page. Tag a neighbor. Tag a friend. Let them know, baby. Ain't nothing like the morning shift. We are financing our future. Financing our future. Financing our future.
financing our future. Live, prosper, enter, own. Live, prosper, enter, own. Live, prosper, enter, own. Live. Dear wonderful God, we thank you for who you are. Thank you for this day that you have made. Thank you for these faithful war horses. Thank you for these people of purpose. Thank you for everybody who is submitting and surrendering to coming out of their comfort zone. I thank you that this opportunity of empowerment is not taken lightly. Lord, we appreciate you. Thank you for every blessing. Ask that you look down on the bereaved families. Continue to comfort them and strengthen them. To everybody that's connected to them, continue to bless them. We appreciate this word that you're giving to us this morning. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for disciplining us because you're telling us by the word that you have spoken to us today that if we lack discipline, we will get things that we cannot keep. We thank you, oh God, for disciplining us. Thank you for having people in our lives that you can trust to discipline us with love and not with abuse. We love you and we appreciate you. Thank you for the morning shift. Thank you for the shift bus. Thank you for the war horses. Thank you for the these people of purpose. Continue to bless and keep us. We love you. We appreciate you. In Jesus' name we pray.